On today's podcast, we discuss our first costumes and the theme of how does one find one's place in the galaxy? You must unlearn what you have learned. Remember, a Jedi can feel the Force flowing through him. In between it all. Balance. Welcome to Voice of the Wills. This is where the fun begins. You are right back in the mess. Keep your concentration here and now where it belongs. All this as the Force wills it. Just when you think you understand the Force, you find out how little you actually know. I may fail, you may fail, but there is no try. We would be honored if you would join us. Okay, well, welcome to the very first episode of Voice of the Wills. I'm Matt Almuccio, and I'm here with Rodney Clark. How you doing, Rodney? Good evening, everyone. How are you doing? Uh, I'm not bad. Albert Torres, how you doing? Hello there. <laughs> and Elena Source, how are you doing? I'm doing wonderful. Awesome. Well, this is our very first podcast, and the whole idea behind this podcast is that um, we are big fans of Star Wars, obviously. And uh, what we're going to be doing is talking about what we love. We're going to be splitting it into a couple of different segments. One where we kind of talk about our fandom, and another where we talk about the movies that we love so much. All right, so let's get this thing started. Um, so um, the group of us, we met um, sort of online and sort of in person through various Star Wars groups that we're associated with. And uh, we know each other sort of and sort of not, so it'll make for an interesting podcast. Um, but the the uh, organizations that we know each other through are are mainly costuming organizations so we thought for the first topic we'd uh, talk about costumes and and um, you know maybe our first one and why we decided to make it um, and so uh, Rodney why don't you to start us off a little bit with uh, how you got started in in uh, these Star Wars costuming groups uh, well the first group I joined was Saber Guild and still currently a member my first uh, costume was my original character, which is a Sith Lord, um, known as Lord Dread. Uh, it's also the tag on my so mo my social medias. Um, I went with the Sith Lord first uh, because I find it easier to play bad guys. Uh, they seem to have more freedom, uh, simpler costumes designs, pretty much black with just a little bit of red here and there. And um, during the time that I joined, there were more Jedi in a group than Sith so in order to have more fight opportunities uh, for those that are not familiar with Saber Guild we are a live performance uh, lightsaber choreography group for charity nonprofit just like the 501st and uh, Rebel Legion and we were preparing for shows and such and in order to have more fight partners I chose to be a bad guy first so I can pretty much fight almost anybody I wanted <laughs> to and like they say bad guys are more interesting than good guys for most people and I'm one of them nice yeah. <laughs> uh, Albert how about you what did you get started with okay so basically um, the way I got started into this group was um, I met the 501st at a convention and I was amazed by how the costumes looked and everything like that. I, you know, asked for information how I can join and everything like that and blah. Uh, one of the members was actually a clone trooper who came up to me and recommended that I should do a clone. Uh, 
Now, I thought the idea was amazing because I do love clones and uh, I do, I am a fan of uh, clone troopers in general. The prequel trilogies, in my opinion, are the best. <laughs> but that's my opinion. Prequel defenders! Uh, <laughs> hey! <laughs> but no, so basically, I went along with that and I knew right off the get go that I was going to do a clone. Uh, but there was a little bit of a uh, going back and forth as to what clone I wanted to do. Um, so I chose to be an animated Phase One clone, and in the, uh, the the animated show, the Clone Wars, there's multiple types of clones that have unique designs on them. Ultimately, I went ahead and chose Captain Keeley. He only shows up for one episode, but in my honest opinion, I think that his clone design is one of the best out there. So I went ahead and did Captain Keeley. Now, my reasonings for joining the 501st is, well, for starters, the charity. Um, I honestly feel like that's a amazing thing to do to take something that you love and turn that into a positive, in a sense, for kids and stuff like that. And it, it's amazing when you have little kids that walk up to you and like are like, "Oh my God, you're from that show!" You know, like like it's like it's a clone trooper. It's so cool. He's alive. Uh, again, it's just a, an amazing feeling, especially when they go up to you and they try to hug you. <laughs> um, but ultimately, that's you know my reason for uh, for joining the Five First and you know basically making the costume. Yeah, the clone the clones themselves look so cool live. Because we're, you know you don't see them as much as some of the others, so that too, I, I know I, because, I love seeing them live. <laughs> yeah, and that because uh, at the end of the day, they they never really existed. They were all CGI. Right. Uh, for those of you know those of you that don't know that, um, so actually going ahead and seeing them like in the flesh, I guess you can say, it's so cool because again, I just find clone armor to be so unique and cool as opposed to. Uh, Stormtroopers and First Order Stormtroopers because all of them look alike in a sense. Uh, ironic, you know, that they all look alike when clone troopers are clones of each other. But, yeah, clones rule. That's all I can say <laughs> in that regard. Nice, nice, nice. What about you, Elena? Uh, so my first Star Wars costume that I made uh, was Princess Leia. Uh, there's not too many women in Star Wars, at least out of like the major characters, uh, but I resonated the most with Princess Leia, and uh, before I joined Rebel Legion, I wanted to make a Princess Leia costume for myself, and I went to Rhode Island Comic Con in my Princess Leia, and I basically got recruited <laughs> by one of the Rebel Legion members there because they loved my costume so much. And I met some future Deveron members at New Jersey Comic Expo, and they said the same thing. And that's when I decided I was like, "Yes, this is this is for me. I want to join the Rebel Legion." And then two weeks later, I got approved. And I think the costume for me at the time was just kind of another costume I wanted to make. I did love Princess Leia very much at that point and I was very happy to be able to dress up as her but I think the costume means more to me now than it did before because when I go to events dressed up as Princess Leia and little kids come up to me screaming Princess Leia I just I feel so honored that I get to uh, carry on Carrie Fisher's legacy as as Princess Leia and just even when adults come up to me saying 
you really look like her. I a little part of me is like, oh. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that that was my first costume, and from there I made Padme, and I'm working on some other ones now. So, she's still my favorite, <laughs> my number one. <laughs> Yeah, you're right. You're right. It's really cool when you're at an event and, and, and somebody, you know, there's so many people that really identify with that character. And, uh, and, and it's, you know, it's definitely one of those things when, when you're, you know, part of these groups and somebody, you know, you make somebody just feel awesome and connect um, exactly. in some way. Uh, yeah, that's definitely a big part a part of what you do. I will I will push back a little bit on what you just said, which is I just got my daughter Amy Radcliffe's book, Women of the Galaxy. Ooh. Have you seen it yes. yet? Yes. Yes, it's awesome. It's hundreds of pages of of women in the galaxy, and it it has some obscure characters and some newer, you know, some newer characters, which is which is cool to see. But uh, but my daughter loves it. I'm she, very excited we read, to, we read to get that book. Yeah, it, it looks beautiful. Just the artwork that's it, in it looks amazing. It is. I think they're actually making a version of it that's just postcards of the artwork that's in it. Yes, so, I uh, saw that pre-ordered on Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> Already on it. But yeah, 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 with my costume, like I said, over it, it's over time that the costume kind of became something more to me than originally. Because for me, I'm I'm also a cosplayer, so at the time uh, when I started the project, I was like, this is going to be an easy project for me. <laughs> so that's why <laughs> I made it. But now, after embodying Princess Leia and going to these events and um, being Princess Leia for the kids, I'm like this is amazing like I love being princess and like like I said I have other costumes but being princess Leia is my favorite it's just that's the one that people recognize the most and I think look up to the most out of curiosity uh, because it happens to me that by any chance does anyone like confuse you for another character I, I know you just said that people <laughs> you know recognize you know who you are right off the bat but for me, every single time I'm at a con or anything like that, people look at me and goes, oh, look, it's a Mandalorian. I'm like, uh, no, I'm a clone. Well, that's, I mean, that's kind of a given, especially being in these costuming groups, that's bound to happen. If you're not either a Stormtrooper, Darth Vader, Chewbacca, or Princess Leia. You know, even Darth Vader, everybody, everybody thinks Darth Vader, you know, Kylo Ren's Darth Vader now. I mean, it's, it's a joke. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. All, all the stuff, other so. characters, it's like they're, they're not going to, <laughs> no one's gonna know who they are. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, well, my my uh, first experience um, with with doing this. First of all, I am the furthest thing from a cosplayer. Although everybody now that knows me as part of these groups will probably beg to differ. Um, but when I first got into this, I just I'd seen the five hundred first at a number of of events, and you know, obviously was blown away by the costumes. And uh, ever since I was a little kid. Um, you know, I, I thought how cool it would be just to be a stormtrooper in one of those movies. Just one of those guys in the background who, you know, bumped his head or whatever. <laughs> um, and, and uh, but, uh, you know, but then you, you get into sort of the finances of it are, are a little bit, um, you know, put you off sometimes. But I finally just decided it was something that I just really wanted to do. Um, and so I got a kit and I had no idea how to make anything. <laughs> You know, I was brand new at that and uh, and really nervous to do it, but, you know, buying a kit is way cheaper than uh, buying a uh, already made one, so I kind of committed to it and and worked it out and uh, and figured it out, and it, it, w it was a, a life-changing experience, um, it really you know, for is. me. Yeah. 
for yeah. me, when I was working on mine, I was so stressed. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. But the result at the end is so worth it. Um, yeah, it's so worth it. But for those who don't know, uh, when you're joining the 501st or any of the other uh, costume groups, Rebel Legions, uh, and all that good stuff, basically there is a certain costume standard that you have to uh, do in order to actually join. So, well, Elena, basically when you know you join, everybody recommended you to join because right off the bat they saw your costume and they were like, it looks fine. It looks very, it, but, it, it met a lot of the requirements, yep. Yeah, but um, for me and uh, like it was just it was just like okay, well I'm making this from scratch basically in a sense. I ordered the kit, yes, but doing the costume and everything like that on my own. I mean, obviously I had some help. It was the most stressful thing in the world. I remember. Yeah, yeah the first like, one. The first one you do is so stressful. I I remember there was a couple. I actually screwed it up pretty good and now I know that you can pretty much fix anything so but the first time you do it you're just like am I gonna screw it up so bad that I just spent all this money and it's and it's done because it's not easy to get you know replacement parts or anything like that it exactly. is exactly yeah. yeah it is but but have, then having just completed my second armor it was way less stressful <laughs> yeah I know for a fact going into my second costume I'm not gonna be as stressed as I was for the first one because yeah, that yeah. I know for a fact I have people that you know can help me out and give me advice and stuff like that um, which advice to anyone out there who does plan to join the 501st Rebel Legion or anything like that if you get in contact with anybody on the forums and stuff like that they're all very helpful people um, yeah no it's it's not, it's not as daunting as, as you might think but I also know from experience that it certainly feels that way going into your first build yeah. Yeah, it's definitely something you should not do alone. Yes. You know, the 501st um, are known for what's called armor parties. The Mandalorians also do the same thing. Yeah. And literally, it's a matter of everybody meets up, you bring what you're working on, and everybody helps each other out. And that makes it a thousand times easier. Yeah, of course, my first armor party was all newbies. None of us <laughs> knew what we were doing. <laughs> but, it was, but the blind... Actually, that was one of the most helpful days ever because... They gave me like honest opinions, and so it was like, you know, uh, it it helped out. But uh, but but yeah, I'm I I I'm I'm with you, Albert. Uh, I'm constantly trying to encourage anybody who wants to do it, but but is intimidated. You can do it, man. It, uh, if I can do it, you can do it. Type thing. <laughs> That's yeah. the way I feel. <laughs> I know yeah. for a fact, Lena right now is making her tie pilot, and she's kind of stressing over the helmet right now, right? <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, so I'm working on my first kit right now to uh, join the 501st. Well, I'll join the 501st prior to that with my Dr. Afra, but I want to get a bucket costume. Because <laughs> as nice as it is to be Princess Leia, sometimes it's um, it gets to be exhausting sometimes to be a face character because you... Um, you're constantly smiling, posing for photos. I say smile, smile, smile muscles get tired. Oh, I remember my first troop after about an hour, my face was twitching because I was smiling so much. Um, so I'm really looking forward to, you know, there's just some days where like I've been working all day and I'm really tired and I just kind of want to chill out, but I do want a troop. It'll be nice to be able to wear a helmet and kind of take a mini nap. 
yeah, I love I, that. I've had this conversation many times, and actually, I think the the troop that you and I, you and I did what mind fair, I think. Uh huh. Yeah. And uh, and the more in the morning, I was uh, in my X wing pilot, which was uh, basically a face character, and people were casually interested. And then you know, I got into my stormtrooper, and we had a line for the rest of the day. Oh, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> that was a very uh, that was a lot because it was just a couple of us. It was me. Yeah. You and like two other people at that event. Yeah, it was my parents. It was it was my parents. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that was a fu- that was a funny day, but it was a good day. It was definitely. No, we did. A good I day. think we did pretty good. We raised some yeah, money. Yeah. We we did did what we had to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so the, the so the next thing I want to kind of get into is uh, is talking about why we're into these groups, which is the movies themselves. Um, and George Lucas provided us with, you know, such a, a rich place that that we all love to play in. Um, that that's you know that's our inspiration for all these costumes, and now it's going to be inspirations for generations to come. Um, and uh, and you know the movies. A part of what we're going to be discussing is just themes in the movies that will start to get at the heart of of why we really love them. Um, and 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 we're going to kind of th- theme it up a little bit by going through the movies and just picking something from the movie um, that might be thematic or just something worth discussing in the movies, uh, and try to try to you know connect them to the movie to the other movies and connect them to you know maybe our our own lives in some way, um, and uh, and and a new hope um, connects with me um, primarily through Luke's story. Um, uh, having seen it as a young boy, um, you know, Luke for for many reasons was relatable to me, um, and you know, so many of us, you know, just wanted to be Luke. Um, but I think one of the reasons why it it was uh, you know connects with so many people is because it's really about you know finding your place. Where do you belong? Um, and that's just a story that that resonates with pretty much everybody. Um, and, and and is something that uh, that you know we're all trying to do. E- e- even as you know, as I get older, I realize that that's just par- that's just you know part of what you're doing. Um, and, and so I really think that that's why it connected. Um, and and I really see that they're they're they've taken other uh, the other trilogies in in, in similar directions. Um, but I wanted to start to talk about Luke's story. Um, and, and really um, start to talk about how he started to find his place and, and, then, and then see how that really connects Star Wars in, in so many different ways. Um, and, 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 you know, I, I, I go to actually the deleted scenes. Um, have you seen the deleted scenes uh, at the beginning uh, that would, would have been at the beginning of A New Hope? Yes. Where, no, I've actually mm. never seen them myself. Uh, oh, really? Oh, wow. I, well, yeah. I watched so the, it for the first time because somebody made an edit. Um, with the ending yeah. of Rogue mm-hmm. One, those deleted scenes and the beginning of A New Hope. That, I mean, is that right. what you're talking about? Yeah, 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 where he goes to that mm-hmm. sort of like, well, he goes to Tashi Station. Yeah. Oh, my um, God, that was yep. so cool. I loved it. <laughs> yeah. And the, and they're really they're really cool scenes now. I think after the fact, I'm not sure they. I think I think they would change the tone of the beginning of the movie. That's probably so why I, they I were definitely get. Yeah, I definitely get what they're there. Was but there a reason get, why they took it out? Uh, no. I, I it, you, yeah. If you see them, it, the tone is very different than a lot of the rest of the movie. It's kind of goofy. Um, 
Um, and but but to watch him in retrospect, it really it really you know you see that you see this kid who's really you know they make fun of him. He doesn't quite fit in. Um, and uh, and little they know he's going to become one of the most important people in the galaxy. They should have um, that in, yeah, so I I mean th- that that part kind of you know that kind of starts his story in a way that uh, that you start to see um, you know because when you first meet him he's kind of a you know whiny kid you know wanting to go to Tashi Station <laughs> right pick up some power converters. <laughs> yeah, you know, and 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 it, it makes more sense when you see those deleted scenes that that's kind of the way he he is. But um, you know, the opening scenes with him meeting with with his aunt and uncle, um, trying to trying to you know get off his farm. You know, he doesn't want to be there anymore. Um, you know, there there's that's that's very similar to you know every young person's wanting to get out of the house. Yeah. Um, and and I and I really think that uh, you know that really sets off uh, uh, you know why we connect uh, at least partially. You know, there's so many ways that we connect to it, but you know, as a theme, um, I really think that that's uh, that's that's something uh, that we you know we connect to. Um, Definitely. You know, what, I think too. Um, also, what helps deliver that connection is if you watch Luke, he feels trapped. Yeah, a lot of teenage angst, and it's oh, I, I'm not going anywhere. I'm just going to be stuck here, and it's the escapism that he seeks as a farm boy stuck on a backwater planet. That I would assume that everybody feels that they want to go out and they want to explore and they want to do and they want to learn and they they feel so confined by the parental units, whether it be your aunt and uncle, or your grandparents, or your parents themselves, and everybody that likes star wars always says it's escapism and it's exactly what he's looking for so we all get what we want out of this star wars movie including luke which is getting away and escaping yeah think about how little we know about him at that point when he's just wanting to get out of there like we don't know i mean we know nothing about the force we don't know that there's something big going on really here um you know at that point when when he's when he's really just wanting to get out of there and uh and i think that's important i think that that's you know um that makes him relatable even though he's probably the least relatable guy in a lot of ways because he you know because of of his place and everything mm-hmm. um but that but that's definitely a, a part of it um so when you watch a new hope for the first time this is where you stand in terms of you can tell that luke skywalker doesn't uh, belong where he is in life at that point in time you do get a sense that there's maybe more that he's destined for just from even his interactions with his uncle where he doesn't want to like let him go he wants to keep him close he doesn't want him to follow in his father's footsteps I think they talk about that right his uncle and yeah, I do. Uh, yep. and then um, so I read some of the comics and um, in the self-titled Star Wars comics in 4 and 5, volumes 4 and 5, they actually dive in a little bit into Luke Skywalker's childhood where Obi-Wan was looking after him kind of from a distance. Like, oh, i seen that one. It's, yeah. um, mm-hmm. It was actually really interesting to get this like more insight into what his childhood was like. Um, they Didn't sh- his uncle... Didn't his uncle like chase Obi Wan away? He kind of he kind of was telling him to like leave them alone. Don't you know? Don't mess with Luke. Don't put ideas in his head. 
because he he yeah. didn't like the fact that he was a Jedi. He thought that he was only going to bring problems. Um, uh-huh. uh, but Obi Wan continued to kind of look after him, and there's I won't spoil what happens in the comic, but just that's basically the gist of it. And you can see things like. Luke Skywalker was a very uh, talented and, and skilled pilot from a very young age. He saved his uncle at one point, and so f- it, from that aspect, you you obviously can tell that Luke Skywalker is gifted. He he has a gift. He's very um, in tune with the Force, even if he doesn't know it. He's destined for more than just living on Tatooine and being a farm boy. F- so that was something. I feel like that that uh that theme is like predominant to the entirety of a Star Wars when you look at the beginning of each movie that theme of escapism is there oh yeah you and have, you see that and you see yeah. that again with uh, Rey on Jakku yeah you see you see you see that with Rey who wants to leave Jakku you see that with Anakin Skywalker who leaving wanted to leave Tatooine you know for being a little slave boy um a little slave like, boy yeah. <laughs> I think it's. I think it's. I, I mean, I wasn't gonna say this, but I think it's in everything. I mean, if you look at uh, Rebels with Ezra, oh, if yeah. you look at the Clone Wars with Ahsoka, if you look, oh. you know, if you if you look at Rogue One, um, you know, uh, all all. I think everything is really about that Solo, right? <laughs> That's exactly what Solo is really yeah, about. Right, yeah, right. Yeah, and I think true. as you a know, whole, seems... and I think as a whole, uh, I think they kind of give a really cool message that like sometimes you. You need to take that step into the void and uh, take your chances with something. It doesn't matter what it is, uh, if you're making a career choice or something. If you just stay where you are all your life and, you know, where it's safe and, you you know, you're not going to get anywhere. You won't accomplish anything. So I think that's a really cool message that is repeated over and over again in Star Wars. Even if it's been used multiple times, I think it's a great, great message to put out. No, and they do it in different ways. I mean, the the uh, prequel trilogy, they take it in a dark direction, right? Yeah. Whereas, yeah. you know, where Anakin is trying to find his place, and he and uh, and it takes him to the dark side, and then the, and then I really like what they're doing in the new trilogy with the fact that they're sort of splitting that. That you really, even though Rey is 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 such an important character, they're giving you kylo's sort of search for his his role within it's not so black uh, and white you know first order yeah and uh, yeah and what you know what i thought they did you know in a cool way in the last jedi is they kind of merged them together for a moment before they broke them back apart where it was they're both trying to find their place and maybe they're finding it together um and uh and that was sort of uh, an interesting different take on on sort of that that main theme because um, like I said, it's such a you know it is really a universal thing, um, and and you know now that you now you know now that I'm looking at it and seeing it through all the different types of Star Wars, um, you know it, it, I I think that that's that's one thing that makes Star Wars you know very relatable um, to all sorts of different generations. I mean Albert was saying how much he loves the prequels early on. You know, I grew up with the original trilogy, and I'm, I'm loving the new trilogy, and I and I just think that uh, I think that, that that's that's you know that's definitely part of it because you know that's what it's really you know about. Yep. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. What do you th- yeah. what do you think if about you, the new d- new direction that the new ones are going? Mm. With not <laughs> not as movies, but as as describing um, like you know lore? finding one's place. The, yeah, well, finding you know that the same theme, right? If you're looking at Ray and she's looking for her her place, and 
I think, um, like what I, was, what I just said before about it not being so black and white, and that was something that they actually kind of touched on a bit in um, in the Clone Wars, I think, a little bit. Not too much, but mm-hmm. um, just the fact that um, there is no, like, good guys, bad guys. Sometimes there is um, a blurred line where there's somebody in between. So, like, Ahsoka, I think, is a really great example of that. She yeah. never fully became a Jedi, and she doesn't follow the Jedi code so much later on in like Rebels and in her novel, but she she's kind of following her own um, morals and like she's got her own morals, she's got her own path, and I think that that's a theme that you see in the new movies, which I really enjoy, because Rey, although they're like oh she's a Jedi, I don't I mean there's no Jedi order anymore, so I think that she's kind of going on her own path as well the way Ahsoka was uh, she's kind of doing it her way and yeah. um, not necessarily so like when she's training with Luke she's not totally like following in line with everything he says but I think even Luke kind of became a gray Jedi himself he became a little bit more pessimistic and has a bit of a more negative view of the Jedi I think in The Last Jedi but he's not yeah. he's not a bad guy necessarily right yeah. so I really like that aspect in the new movies yeah and if you bring if you look at ahsoka just thinking of that with what you're saying ahsoka kind of looks like she's her journey was almost the reverse and that she started off as a jedi and you know at a time when the jedi obviously weren't making good decisions she realized that 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 wasn't the where where she belonged yeah right i think it wasn't even so much that they were making bad decisions i think it was they weren't adapting to the the times they weren't um they were so uh adamant about following their code that they kind of derailed in a sense <laughs> i don't With, think it was so yeah. much i don't think it was so much of them following their code so much as that they were following the will of the 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 republic other than serving the force in a sense yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if any of you actually read the Darth Vader comics. I started them. Like the newest ones. <laughs> Never read the newest ones. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. well, there's a character in there that his name is Lord Mormon, I believe it was. Okay. And basically, he calls out the hypocrisy in uh, with both the Jedi and the Sith, where both sides have become so obsessed with eliminating the other side mm-hmm. that at the end of the day, they kind of screw themselves over. He tells Vader that uh, he's basically a joke of a, of a Sith Lord or everything like that. Oh my god. Where <laughs> I like that gas. You did. <laughs> yeah, so like he basically says that like both sides should commit themselves to serving the Force. Be it the light side of the Force or the dark side of the Force. Was this um, the guy who became like the Grey Jedi, like officially, or... No, Lord Mormon was a ancient Sith Lord of back then, where he felt that the Sith should invest in serving the dark side of the Force by through their art and you know, uh, kind of like leaving a legacy, I guess you can say, if I remember correctly how the comic went. But basically, okay. the thing with Palpatine is that instead of serving the Force, and this and this also applies with uh, Anakin or Darth Vader, is that Instead of serving the Force, what they do is that they want to use the Force instead of mm-hmm. serving it. So, uh, in the case with um, 
with the Jedi is that they were serving the Republic other than serving the Force. They ended up becoming a political tool to the Republic. And if anyone knows politics, it's always bound to be corruption. And in the Clone Wars, they touched upon that with several characters like Krell... Um, oh, that guy was a jerk. Yeah, so basically... <laughs> he was a jerk. So, so from a lore standpoint, when Luke basically... Not Luke. Uh, Anakin basically went on to the Jedi Temple and just slaughtered everyone. Oh. Including the younglings. Um, <laughs> I guess you can say that he was just in doing so. In, in a sense, when they said that he was the chosen Are you one. trying to say... Uh, I'm not sure I'm there with you, man. The young ones deserve to be slain. Listen to me. Luke, I mean, Anakin did nothing wrong. Listen, listen, listen. Oh, he, in a sense, did bring, did bring balance. Because if mm-hmm. the war continued to go on, you will see a lot more Jedi, like Krell and Count Dooku, who go to the dark side of the Force... Barris as well. Yeah, Barris as well. Like, because the thing is, the Jedi teaching, and this goes to the newer movies, What everything that basically um, Luke said about the Jedi is true in a sense. They're, um, yeah. They let they let uh, uh, Palpatine rise to, uh, to power, you know, because they were so focused on serving the Republic and everything like that, that unwillingly they... You know, didn't realize that. Oh God, this guy's a this guy's a Sith Lord. Like, you gotta be careful with him. You know, <laughs> only until the very end, and then because they neglected to uh, kind of see the darkness and um, and Anakin also, uh, they really kind of screwed themselves over. Yeah, but, I see. I see where you're going with this. I'm not sure I get to justified killing of younglings with it. But <laughs> I, I mean, not justify the killing of younglings more or less, but like that's the thing. I mean, like. You have character. I mean, you have a character like Luke Skywalker and um, Rey, who are basically old enough, I guess you can say, at a point where, like, because mind you, the younglings were uh, raised since you know since babies to follow the Jedi code. Uh, whereas, mm-hmm. well, not whereas, babies, but like they were. Babies, they were probably basically. they were probably yeah, there for a couple of years or so. No, no. Uh, if you if you watch the. Uh, the Clone Wars, toddlers. you actually see they're, yeah, they're toddlers or babies, more or less. Mm-hmm. Some of them are uh, babies, guess, uh, like but, but like Ahsoka, when she was first taken, she was she was like a true. toddler. True, 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 yes. Uh, same thing with, uh, with uh, Ventress. She was like a bit of a toddler when she was taken in. But yeah, but they're, they're taken at a young age and raised in the temple. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but in the, uh, in the case with, uh, with Luke and Rey, I mean, they were like what, almost close to eighteen. And Anakin too. Anakin, well, was... Anakin was Anakin was six years old. No, he was time. ten at least. Was he? Six yeah, he's like ten? nine or ten. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. He's about My mistake on that front. Um, and he's technically too old, according to their. Yeah, standard, they were too so. old, and that reason is because he already formed bonds with his mother. Obviously, it's his mother. Mommy. Um, yeah. And I think too, at that age, you start as a person to develop a worldview be it limited to your experience and to touch on your point there is a very dogmatic this is how you need to be in the tradition of the jedi uh teachings that prevented them from seeing outside of their own selves and that's what i got from luke saying you know they were so dogmatic they were so blinded they couldn't even see the guy next to them that was plotting their own demise exactly they became they started to become a lot self-centered i guess you can say 
Um, yeah, it's it's like the like the old dog not learning new tricks. Yeah, you know, I, that new trick could save his life. <laughs> yeah, I've heard this about you know about the midichlorians that w- one reason why the midichlorians were used in the, in the uh, in episode one was to show that they were you know getting away from what what the force really is and trying to quantify it in some way. Yes. Um, um, to kind of you know uh, you know really figure out exactly what it is, and uh, and not connecting with the force in, in a more Jedi like way, um, and and that's how they kind of got lost from their place, I guess. Yeah. yeah you, you start to lose faith in something once you realize how it works. I honestly feel. You know, I honestly feel if the war continued. And the Jedi continue to, I guess, in a sense, prosper or whatever. We will probably see another uh, event. I don't know if this is still Legends, but the Old Republic, I guess, in a sense, where there was an army of Sith versus the Jedi. Like, I feel like Mm -hmm. enough uh, Jedi would have turned to the dark side of the Force and were like, yeah, screw this. We're going to do this. Because I honestly feel that. And I it, like it goes along with uh, Ahsoka and Anakin. I mean, their their character dynamic is like very unique, where uh, you can kind of see that you know their bonds, you know, drive them and such. But because of the Jedi code telling them that you're not supposed to do any of that, and it becomes like a little bit of confliction under feelings. I guess you can say. I think I think with Ahsoka and Anakin, what was interesting about their um, their relationship as the as the master and the Padawan was they both kind of broke the rules. They both kind of just did their own thing. Not always, but like they like to kind of rebel a little bit, and um, and that's a that that was a theme that was very common in a lot of the episodes in Clone Wars. But I feel like although they were both doing that, there were different results. Anakin ended up going dark side, and then Ahsoka, I think, kind of came out on the other side of that um, on a more positive end, if that makes sense. Uh, I mean, a little. Um, another thing also that I just want to bring up, even though you know we're on the topic of like their bonds and stuff like that, you got to give props to Obi Wan, because I feel like he's by far the greatest Jedi. Who's ever lived? Yeah. He mm-hmm. literally seen his the person he like loves die in front of him by Darth Maul in his arms. Thank yeah. you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Horrible! <laughs> I cried so much. So, uh, so he saw he saw um, he saw his loved one die. All right. He saw his mo- master die. Okay. You know he actually at one point considered leaving the Jedi Order to be with uh, Satine. Uh, Yes, yeah, Satine. Her name eluded me for a second. You know, like he's basically seen some. You know, some he's stuff. been tempted. He's been yes, tempted. he's been tempted multiple times, yet not once did he fall to the dark side or even humor the idea of the dark side. Of the I'm just gonna. I'm, I'm gonna. Put, I'm gonna put a pin in that one because this might be an interesting topic because I, 
I'm not disagreeing, because I love Obi-Wan, but I definitely could come up with counterpoints for that. Um, but I think that's a whole other conversation about, oh, yeah. you know, I could what go makes on for, a Jedi, for a long what, time. Yeah, what makes a good Jedi, what doesn't make a good Jedi, um, all those things. Um, one thing I will say uh, uh, about um, the, the podcast today, as, as, uh, as we're starting to get uh, towards the end of it, is... Um, I think it, it's good that we start with a, a opening topic and it takes us where we want it to take us. And, and uh, you know, um, that's what's great about Star Wars. There's just so much uh, richness in, in the galaxy that, that uh, you know, that we started with a, a fairly simple idea of talking about uh, Luke finding his place and, and, it, and it just spawned us off into all sorts of other, other different uh, things. Um, one little disclaimer that I want to say, you know, if, if, if anybody is listening to this, um, is that uh, we are not going to pretend to be the first and uh, foremost experts on Star Wars, um, I, although we probably know more than most people in the world. <laughs> um, I know that there are people who know more than we do, and, uh, and um, you know, we are, you know, we just love uh, the, the, the wars so much. That um, that we we uh, we like talking about them, but uh, definitely, I'm sure there's things that we talked about today um, that were uh, weren't 100% correct. Um, but uh, but you know, we're really just using Star Wars to talk about um, you know what we love, and 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 uh, talk about these different themes and connect them uh, in all sorts of different ways. Um, you know, in uh, uh, going with, uh, you know, sort of how I started this conversation, um, what one of the other things that makes Star Wars so awesome is that um, it's so rich, you you start, you know, putting your own stories into it. And uh, and as, as a young boy, having all the action figures and uh, and, and such that um I probably spent way more hours doing that than actually watching the movies, um, and uh, you know that was part of how I found my way uh, it, it, as a young boy was uh, you know acting out these things and uh, with my action figures and and working my way through uh, you know growing up, um, and so uh, so th so that's sort of you know that that's sort of my my you know my feeling on on this here everyone um, everyone and, has their own like star wars story yeah 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 in mm. some way <laughs> i played lego star wars growing up yeah i wish lego's star wars existed when i was a kid i, I wish like, i grew yeah. up with star wars cuz i um, cuz we had we had talked about it at one point but i um i didn't i didn't watch star wars until i was in high school i just sat down one day and was like I've never watched these movies. Let me, let me give them a gander, and I fell in love instantly. But I wish, I wish I had grown up with Star Wars like a lot of people. But I'm still very happy I was able to get into it when I did. But this, for me, that's so cool to be able to talk to you because <laughs> it's such a different experience. But to see somebody like you know, I don't remember not knowing about it, and so so it's always been a thing for me. But to see somebody who came to it and said, "Oh, this is cool," uh, uh, as they were older. Um, it's, yeah, it's pretty cool for and me. For me to hear about. And, and for me too, like I wasn't into as much like I guess nerdy stuff as I am now. The one thing I was really into was uh, Lord of the Rings as a kid, 
And <laughs> I still have yet to watch the whole series. I highly recommend it, but that's what I grew up on. <laughs> and then one day I was just like, let me, uh, what's this Star Wars thing? Let me watch this. And I was like, yes, another really cool franchise to obsess over. <laughs> yes, 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 for sure. All right. Well, um, we're just out, uh, about out of our time for this episode. Um, but I want to I want to thank uh, all of you guys for t- participating in this first one, um, and hopefully it's the first of many, um, you know. And and uh, for anybody listening, we will start to work out any kinks that we may have had. But as you can tell, we're definitely passionate Star Wars fans who just love to talk about the Star Wars universe. And we'll go so, on for th- a very long time. <laughs> yes, yeah, that, that's true. So thanks everybody for listening. Thank you. you. Bye. <laughs>